For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndyCast. Hey! It is a uh, a gentleman's night tonight. Uh, Chad Allen, Zach Romero. What's up, ladies? Here, uh, and... We have a uh, special guest with us. One of the, uh, one of the, I don't, I don't oh, say no. blue chippers, but definitely a younger talent who uh, is on everybody's radar uh, right now in Florida. Uh, the divine leader and the child of the eighth day, <laughs> Saeed El Sabah. Hi, Saeed. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. It is an honor to be here and uh, to come on here and use this as a platform to not only speak to you, but uh, to, to speak to the people as well. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure. That was, by Thank the way, educate. that was the absolute happiest intro I've ever seen you do, ever. And I've watched you intro multiple shows, that was, uh, multiple times. Wow, was that Mr. Rogers' that was, get out. That was the alternate universe where it's just a children's friendly wrestling company. Right. I'm just... Jolly and happy to introduce Saif. <laughs> um, so Saif, uh, you know we are we are not a traditional uh, wrestling podcast. And thank and, God for uh, that. Yeah, and uh, well, someday we'll we'll reveal what the uh, the recipe of our show is. But uh, <laughs> but uh, what we like to do here uh, before we get to the really hard hitting questions is we want to get all of the basics out of the way. We want to get the questions that. So many other podcasts will ask you when you have this long and luxurious career. Um, and so we like to call these questions the lightning round. Yeah. And, and cougar sound effects. Um, and somewhere somewhere, my wife is rolling her eyes so far back into the back of her head, you would think she's doing an Undertaker meditation. Uh, so we're going to ask you just a couple of questions here. We're going to hit you rapid fire, and you give whatever answers come to mind. Uh, so, Chad, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take this over. Why, thank you. Let me get the typical, obvious podcast question out of the way. When did you start wrestling and who trained you? I started wrestling about a year ago. Well, uh, two years ago. Um, I trained for one year with the Dudley Boys at uh, Team 3D down in Kissimmee, Florida. Excellent. <laughs> now, the second question here has, uh, has two purposes. The first purpose of this question is to really understand where you're coming from as a fan of the art form. And then the second purpose of this question is to make me feel old and make Chad feel ancient. That is the purpose of this. So, Chad, please. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory as a child? My first wrestling memory, I'm not sure if it's because... Um, I don't know if it's because what I saw, but I do remember uh, Steve Boat and Macho. Okay. Yay, like that's not making that. me feel old because that's a memory of mine when I was a kid. Were you alive for that? <laughs> yeah, I was actually born that year. That's why I don't know if I, like, I don't know if I could have possibly seen it, but I know like that was something that stuck in my head. And I also remember uh, Warrior running down 
uh, that stuck to me as a child. Warrior running down the uh, entrances. So Warrior's a little later. Russell, know, that's... Steamboat, but Steamboat. Macho Man, that's WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3, which would have been about 86. Okay. Well, I'm... So. And, and, I, and I think when you see Saeed in the ring, the first thing you think of is Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Very, very similar. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a resemblance. There. Yeah, you can go very with. similar. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Uh, you can only watch one TV show for the rest of your life. We're banning everything else. What TV show are you picking? Nice. Good answer. Uh, do you have a do Do you have like a top five episodes that that are your absolute favorites? Um, I enjoy the one where I don't want to give it away to people that have, probably haven't seen it. Let's put it this way: the, um, you don't have to spoiler alert a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> They've been out forever. <laughs> well, people people might enjoy it now after hearing this. Hopefully, you know where you know. Uh, but um, I'd say that the Twilight episode where she shouldn't, like, she thought she was the ugliest person. Okay, the world, I have a whole world, that's great. Um, obviously, the one with the guy with the books, the, uh, the glasses broke, because that's just the most famous one. And the one where they had the uh, had the bunker, and the names were trying to get in. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, I was saying, I couldn't go three for three for names. I could go two for three. Surprising, by the way, that uh, usually everybody mentions the William Shatner episode with the uh, the gremlin on the on oh, the wing, yeah. and that one did not come up. I'm very pleased. I'm actually glad to hear that one didn't. Because that's have you usually... seen um, the 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 Twilight's on the movie? Yes, I certainly have. Uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I I like his performance as well. Very my sweaty. Favorite, my favorite scene in that one though is definitely the the little kid, the little kid scene in that one with the kid who's like got the mind control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That episode's amazing. Uh, that's part of that. Episode. Yeah, that's pretty dope so, one too. So, all right, next question. Uh, okay, uh, I am interested. Um, uh, if you have a choice, uh, NWA or Public Enemy? Uh, Say White Mike okay. is listening very closely. They stuck together. Nice. Public Enemy, I believe the correct answer, by the way. <laughs> White yeah, Mike yeah. is not going to be happy about that. Even with, even with Flavor Flav. So Chuck D's amazing. Even with yeah. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav's yeah. odd. Chuck D's. Was well, that the name of their last album? Like, Public Enemy. We're good even with Flavor Flav. <laughs> I don't remember what the name of their last album was. Chuck D's doing the uh, the thing with the guys from uh, Rage Against the Machine now, though. And that's that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, final lightning round question. Uh, and uh, the Shelly the Shelley Allen Memorial question, because sure. I know she loves asking this one. Marvel or DC and why? Uh, Marvel. Uh, I love the X-Men story, number one. I just love the uh, the social connotation of it. Um, so that just I'm definitely an X-Men guy. I just love Magneto and Xavier. And the very... And, so. and, and somebody had just... I forgot who the opponent was in that one, but somebody had just put up online recently that somebody should... Uh, who are they booking you against to like almost do a, a live-action version of uh, the Xavier Magneto storyline? It was you and somebody else. Uh, Darius Lockhart, yes. which I uh, which I'm very fond of, so uh, I, I would I, I respect him enough to know that. Uh, even though I, I know it would be a great match, I think he's a cool, pretty, pretty cool brother, and I think that would be awesome too. So, well, now I just uh, but yeah, start... yeah, I, I do see because I'm, I'm supposedly a little bit more supposedly um, 
a little bit more aggressive, I assume, in regards to the Maya. My, my teaching of love, I guess, I'm a little bit more aggressive, so I right. guess that's why they, they called me Malcolm. Hmm. Or, or Magneto of that. Right. In that case. But, but yeah, I do love that somebody did reference in that in that thread because this was on Facebook. I saw this. Got to love the uh, the the interwebs, as it were. Um, that, that somebody had to stop to point out. It's like, uh, does anybody know where the whole the idea of that came from? Because obviously it's based off of Doctor <laughs> Doctor King and Malcolm X. It's right. like, yeah, we get it. But if you try to like pitch the the Doctor King Malcolm X part of it. You sadly, yeah. some people will walk away Tune from out, it. Yeah. But if you make it Magneto and Professor X, everyone's on board. Everybody's on board with it because then it's a comic book. Yeah, it's so. it's uh, it's easier to relate to science fiction heroes and our uh, our fellow so called human beings sometimes, just because I guess it's easier, you know. And I understand because it's a, it's a it's a plight to deal with. Well, now I just want to start piecing together a wrestling stable just based on comic books because I know uh, <laughs> Carrie Awful from the Carnies loves the X Men. He loves Nightcrawler, so like he, we can I don't know about see, I don't know if I can see Carrie Awful playing Nightcrawler. You you wouldn't want to see that man painted blue. Come uh, well, on. I mean, okay, you might have me on there that one. Go, I, but... I would like to say Nightcrawler is one of the most like awesome mutants. He definitely deserves a spinoff and should have his own. Like, I believe that. I think we can all hold hands and agree. Why did they make Nightcrawler a pirate in the mid-90s? Why did they do that? That was a very strange choice. Because pirates were kind of cool at the time, I, I guess. Pirates were never cool. And Nightcrawler dressing as pirates, one. Pirates are never cool. You obviously did not see the uh, the the series of movies with Johnny Depp, sir. They were... I, I just said they weren't cool. Not that they are exploitative and, <laughs> and successful monetarily. Oh, I just yeah, said they're you, not cool. You got me there. All right. So... So, Saeed, you know, even though you've only been in the business for two years now, you have made a name for yourself in the Florida wrestling scene um, and have wrestled for quite a few different companies here. But what are your, uh, what's your bucket list currently? Like, what is, what is your, what are your aspirations? Where do you want to work next? In 2018, we'll set it up like this. In 2018, where do you want to wrestle? Um, I just want to keep just spreading the word. Um, I think it's important that uh, I get better in, in regards to, I think a lot of people look at it different, like, oh, where should I wrestle, but what what can make me better? So that's what I'm just trying to go for. I'm just trying to find a path. And I think the guides, like, I, I found the right path. It's just the, the right things are falling into place that I'm going to find those places to make me better. I'm not just trying to just go out there and wrestle so you can know me so I can be popular or so that you can be like, oh, look at him. Like, no, I'm trying to get better so that I can fulfill find where I need to be. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. So I don't really know where I'm going to go. I just know I'm following the path and hopefully it'll take, I believe it'll take me to the right places. But 2018 will be an awesome year. And I'm pretty sure that like things are like, I don't want to say falling into place, but things are opening up and it looks awesome. Okay. And I'm, I'm very because you've said something that a lot of wrestlers may not say, which is you're not necessarily in it for the the popularity aspect of it. Because I mean, obviously, a lot of wrestlers are looking to do this to, to hone their craft and to become, you know, a, a bigger name to be more well known. Um, but that doesn't. So, what are your what, goals? Yeah. Then? What what got? Yeah. What actually? It's a great question. What kind of what are your goals then for for what your career is going to be? My career, I, uh, I want to, well, first, as you know, like, I'm pretty young in this, so I still feel like there's time for me to grow and to get better. And uh, the bigger and better that I get, the more 
I can spread my message and, and show with the action what I want to do. And what I want to do is change the world. And it's not a gimmick. It's not a catchphrase. I genuinely mean that. I believe I can use this as a platform to, to grow as a human being and, and help the world grow. Um, we need, we need more, more action. We need more sacrifices in regards to showing the world that it's not about me being an entertainer and getting the glory of it. I'm like, what am I, what is me being a wrestler or, um, a rapper or um, an entertainer, basketball player or whatever. Like, what do I gain by being popular and getting money? That's really not a real thing in that sense. And so I have to sacrifice my time and life to, to spread a message of what I believe is to make the world a better place. So that's what I want to do. I want to spread my message as a, use this platform to spread my message. Me being popular is nothing. What's that going to get more, more money? I've, I've acquired the account of money that I feel like as a person, I can be decent and feel like I live in a society. I'm not a sheep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like I need to, I need to just spread the message and live. Cause I'm worried about children, honestly. You know what I mean? Like where we need to worry about more about the children and show them something, a better world. You can do anything you put your mind to. And that's what I want to do. I want to get better and show kids that we can be better. Our people can be better. Now, I, what and what made you? Because you had mentioned, like you know, if, if you were a wrestler, a rapper, a basketball player, what made you pick wrestling as as the medium to spread this message? I didn't pick it. Uh, wrestling kind of picked me, um, or whatever it is. Um, I've always loved professional wrestling. It's always been something that's pretty cool. And as a kid, I was always. Um, able to defend myself but do it pretty flashy or entertain people while like disrespecting a bully or something while a bully's trying to disrespect someone else and so I was always able to work a crowd while I was beating someone up so I think it's just a natural thing for me it's fun and I can spread my message no I'm, I'm very interested because a lot of times when you come out crowds don't always react in a positive manner I, I, and, and and i don't know maybe if it's i don't know if it's the message or maybe the the, the method i guess I'm, I'm not sure but do you do you think that maybe you're misunderstood by most of the crowd because it sounds like from the message you're trying to deliver is one more of peace but it seems to be that when the, you know when the crowds are out there and reacting they're reacting in a more negative way do you think do you think you're misunderstood themselves misunderstood anytime that you come up with peace you're the only um, opposition is only going to be negativity and or hate so that's expected of them to act accordingly so i allow them to do so um i do spread my message of love and i also defend my love and i I, like i said i show with action there are those also out there that they understand the message but those sheep they don't want their lives disturbed and i understand so they're comfortable unfortunately i don't have the privilege of being comfortable i can only do what i do which is show with action that i am in fact, doing what I say I'm doing my not going by opinion but action. Well, let me let me shift gears a little bit here and, and kind of build off of, you know, um kind of leading people and things like that. Who are your personal idols in either, you know, your belief system and also wrestling wise? Who were who are your idols? Who do you look up to? Um 
don't really believe in any false idols in that sense, but I believe I was inspired by everything and everything I've ever watched. Like, honestly, like even talking about Marvel or um, Malcolm or DC or um, just everything, music. And I have no specific idols. I just think I just... I just like positive energy. I'm inspired by every, a lot of things, but no false idols. I don't believe in any false okay. idols. Well, then, then let me rephrase the question a little bit then. So well, let's take the idol portion out of it. Who, who, is that, who out there right now or in the past has inspired you to, be, to become what you, what you become currently? Um, a lot of people. I really like Michael Jackson, though. A lot of people don't know that. But if you listen to my message, Michael Jackson, he's really... You know, he showed the world that he wasn't playing. He was the best at what he did, and you had to respect that. Like, he went out there and he commanded the world to know that there is nobody doing what I do. And what I'm doing, I'm doing it. And you have to accept that and watch me. And you can, you know, you can hate and try to, um, you know, break me down by um, disrespecting my character and things of that nature. But the message that I leave will leave an imprint and seed of others to grow and spread that message continuously that we have to change the world and make it a better place. Now, let me ask you a question. We've used this, we've asked this question many a times on the episode and I'm actually, I, pressed, I, I left it, I left it out of the lightning round today. And now I, now I get to bring it back up though. What is Michael Jackson's greatest song? Uh, heal the world, make it a better place. We we always get a different answer. That's true. That's we've that's not when get, we've we've not getting a matching answer on that one. Very interesting. That human nature is pretty dope too, though. Human nature is a good because it starts with us. Before we heal the world, we got to heal ourselves. So human nature is pretty awesome. Very nice. So now, um, well, let's. I was just oh, say we've oh, we've gotten sorry. we've gotten unusually cerebral for an indie cast episode. I know, so right? Let's, Let's let's uh, <laughs> we have officially blown the brains of a few of our dozens. Exactly. dozens. We're now back down to tens and twelve. No, Saeed, you have you have single handedly uh, raised the bar in terms of our uh, you know reading level in ter- right. as, as a show. Um, but I want to bring this back to um, something that we just kind of recently crossed paths on. Uh, just this past week on YouTube. Uh, the entire uh, Punk Pro, the most recent Punk Pro Wrestling show, yes, uh, was uploaded. Uh, Walk Among Us, and you got to be a part of that show, and uh, you were yeah, involved. It was an awesome show. You were involved. Yeah, uh, you were involved with the first ever Get Your Shit In title match, uh, which uh-huh. which was an absolute it, fucking it, blast. It, like, it, it was. It, 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 it. Let's not take this the wrong way because this is meant in the best way possible. It was the best train wreck I think I've ever seen because, it, like, you walk in for a match like for a match that we had set up for this get your shit in title match, which was six total yep. six total people in there trying their best to do exactly what the match is called to get there to get your shit in. Well, not only that and, though, but six very okay six rarities in wrestling because very especially group, especially with younger wrestlers. Sometimes it's hard to really capture what their voice is going to be. Right. And you had six individual characters all involved in one match. Yes. There was nobody there who was just name on tights. Everybody there was a character. And that was the match that most people ended up walking away and talking about. Right. Um, And so there were two particular moments with uh, Saiv that were kind of attention stealers. Number one... Uh, the introductions to 
<laughs> that match. I I had to edit that show, and that is the only match that that uh, leaves the traditional introduction in. Every other match gets some fancy Photoshop job. That one is just me and Saeed in the ring, and we were making magic. And, yeah. Uh, so that was number one. I don't know if Saeed would agree with that. No, how that's many true. Times he was inter- uh, interrupted. It, it, the, the, quite a few interruptions, and then number two. Out of nowhere, Saeed decided to murder a table just on his own. And almost murder himself with yeah, that no. table. So. Now, now Saeed, just as sort of a, um, a, I guess, a notch on your belt here, uh, my, the, the Romero parents were in attendance, yes. which is unusual. My parents typically don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, support me in any way. <laughs> and so uh, they were there in attendance. So they were in attendance there, and my parents have seen it all when it comes to wrestling. Nothing rattles their cage, nothing shocks them. And uh, when you made that unbelievable dive out of the ring, and not only clobbered basically the other five competitors, but also in fact murdered a table, uh, both of my parents jumped up on their feet. And would not stop asking me about you. They wanted to know if you were okay. Yeah. Is he dead? Are, are, um, am I getting sued because you're <laughs> dead? Uh, who cleaned you up? Like there was a, there was a lieu of que- a, a litany of questions there. So if that's any kind of uh, feather in your cap, you you scared the living shit out of my parents. Yeah. at a wrestling show. I think that's I think that's quite the feather. You can add that to your resume if you need to. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It so, was an awesome, uh, that was an awesome match, and uh, the people in it, like you said, um, I love the way you put it. There, it wasn't just name on tights. Yeah, you know, um, it was an awesome event. You could feel it in the atmosphere. I appreciate it. Uh, I saw the opportunity. Um, the name of the match was "Get Your Shit In," and that was like something I had inside of me. Like when I was like in middle school, never like really, you know. I just always thought, hey, what if somebody did something like that? And I saw the opportunity took him out and I guess when you talk about inspiration it was just like Bruce Lee I was just think let me just be like water if anything else I'll just make it out of here alive they'll, they'll be hurt I mean I, I was as hurt as them I think in that situation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it was an awesome match and thanks um, thanks for that that punk pro that was awesome no not a problem thank you for being a part of it and I'm glad that you really felt that that show was different because that's what that's what we were trying to do. We wanted it to be because you know I think we can all agree here. Florida is up to its asshole in, in wrestling <laughs> as a state. There's just so there's many maybe a few indie companies around here. Yeah, there there's just a lot of a lot of options out there, and so uh, Punk Pro really tried to be a different feeling show, and I think we we achieved that to a certain degree. Um, and I think things like a get your shit in match helps to f- sort of forge that foundation of being a different kind of Florida wrestling show. And, and all right, and but it, but it feels good to know that you felt that coming in that like this was a slightly different atmosphere to a wrestling show than just the run of the mill. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, I felt the atmosphere, and um, I understand like um, even in, I think people in particular might feel like hey, there's a lot of wrestling in the world now, which is a great thing. But it's also the um, the seriousness of the competitors of themselves and who they are as individuals to um, not only watch bars and try to emulate them, but to set them themselves, no matter what level you're at. And any given night, I felt it. 
and I'm not saying that I'm setting any bars, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm just doing what I do, but I felt it and I went for it, and it was amazing. And to this day, you know, I got like you said, I got to see the show, and I'm watching the whole show, and you can just, you know, you, you could just see it in the atmosphere from the beginning, and you can feel it when you go places. So it was awesome, and it's what we do. I know there's a lot of wrestling, but there's a lot of there's a lot of shows and a lot of nights like that 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 are powerful we just have to get out there and get out and live and not just have opinions like oh well that's gonna be a sucky show or whatever but there's a lot of wrestling so whatever this night doesn't matter because well tomorrow matters like no like tonight matters because i'm gonna make it matter today matters because i'm gonna make it matter so if i'm ever at a show it always matters punk pro you haven't had a show it matters you know what i mean it matters so I think I even said on our kind of recap show the, the right after that one that I think I said there's probably at least three or four matches just based off of that show alone that I would love to see Saeed, you know, up against some of the, like, mm-hmm. like a solo match with him and Matt Kenway would be amazing. A solo match, I think I'd even said I would love to see a match with him and um, John Davis, not that I necessarily want to, you know, sign his death warrant. Yeah, I was going to say, do you not want him to no, have a long career? Do you want no, him but... to... <laughs> Well, see, that's what, that's where you guys are taking my kindness for weakness. Who's who's death warrant would be signed? Well, did you not see the John Davis match? <laughs> it was almost well, a, it, it was almost a snuff film. Like there was some serious issues. Like, well, hold it now. I'm interested to hear what he has to say about. Are this we booking? Are we going to have a book of goddamn indie cast wrestling show now? Because if Saeed... Hold, 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 stop, I stop. I, I absolutely respect John Davis. He's one of those guys that I I watch. Like I watch. I love John Davis. That is an awesome wrestler. That's an awesome competitor. I'm like, you know what I mean? But don't tell me that you're gonna sign my death warrant. You you can tell yourself you're gonna sign your death warrant, but don't you dare disrespect Saeed Al Sabah. You like, you have me on your show, and I'm being nice and being respectful, and I'm telling you I love Punk Pro and I love your show, but don't you tell me my death warrant will be signed. Okay. Well, you know that's what? all I'm going to say. Now we can go be happy and you know cheer all day. And so, uh, so I will, I will comment on two things very briefly on this one. First off, uh, IndieCast Independent Show, I my I can only get so erect. Don't do that to me. That's not fair. <laughs> Secondly, he's absolutely right. We don't know how he would do against John Davis. He might very true. And so I I will back off that death warrant statement. But yes, I want to understandably so. I want to book. And the, that's no dis- and that's no disrespect to John Davis himself. I think he's great and. You know what I mean? Obviously, I would love to get in the ring with him. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily ready, but I will not be disrespected. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I won't be disrespected. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you didn't mean to, but I will cut. I will just want. I like to cut things off quick, right there. Sure, yeah, you're no, absolutely right. And now, and now I want. And now I really want to book Saeed. No, Spot I was, I was saying, say if you could see the grin on Chad's <laughs> face giddy, right now, the like, giddy look on my face of, of, the, of the dream that booking of this show now that you and John Davis are now the main event of. Yeah, like, damn right now, they are. Now this is what he gets to just build in his brain. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, uh, of, of cutting things uh, short here, I'm interested to ask about a certain subject matter that we've discussed a thousand different times on this show. And I'm interested because of uh, not only your perspective on things, but also, um, you know, because of your time in wrestling thus far. Um, His short time in wrestling thus far, too, I, by the by. Chad, I have never washed my words more carefully than how I'm talking right now. Like, I do not. I have to see this man on Wednesdays. I can't have him slap the show. But uh, but we had we had David Starr on on the show uh, a half a dozen times, and he brought up the idea of what he calls part time wrestlers. 
wrestlers who are basically weekend warriors who will come in and um, not necessarily go through the traditional training and just sort of go into fill spots because they will work cheaper than anybody else. And uh, and his his big manifesto, David Starr, was that those type of wrestlers watered down wrestling, and they are the only thing that truly hurts the business. Wrestlers who will just you know basically wrestle anybody for you know um, a handshake and, and a ham sandwich. And so I'm curious, coming from your perspective, a is that something you've come across at all, and b do you do you feel that wrestlers like that in that particular mindset hurt this business in any way? Um, I think uh, it's a matter of uh, circumstance. Now, it's one of those like uh, I don't believe like you have, you as a human being you have your life to live and things you have to do and this, this is not easy at all. This is not a like even if someone is supposedly doing a part time, they are still getting a lot. This is not. We go in, we our bodies hurt, and we put our lives on the line, and we have to sacrifice a lot of situations. So I can't speak. And and my, and my whole thing is, I've, I always talk about love and spreading love. So I'm not here to downplay anyone because I don't know anyone's situation. Certain people are different. Any opportunity that you have, though, you should take it and make the best of it. I believe that. I don't believe. I'm. I don't. It don't matter how many days you wrestle. You can wrestle one day out of the year. But that one day, you know what I mean. If I wrestled only one day out of the year, I swear to God, you're gonna be like, well, this must be WrestleMania because Saeed wrestled. He must be. You know what I mean? Or this must be like, wow, because like you gotta take the best of what you have. Because I don't know what anybody else is working on, but I know when you're in that ring, you better give that a hundred million percent right then and there. So I'm not gonna say that, guys. That. Because I don't know, this is really hard. This is I'm part of it now. I used to think it's like, oh man, make sacrifices, whatever. No, this is really hard. So everybody has different situations and lives. And yeah, there might be people that don't. There might be a guy that's in the gym every day that just when he's in the ring, he's just not. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of circumstance. It's like nature versus nurture. I don't really know the answer. So I'm not going to say those are the guys that's hurting the business. There's a lot of things hurting the business, and I can't point my finger on it specifically. But I want to say specifically that because if that's the case, then those people shouldn't be in those situations if people know they shouldn't be in the ring. Mm. So it's bigger than just, a, you know, it's just, this is a job for some it's a hobby for some and it's a job for some but um yeah like if, if, the, if the people that are hiring are hiring real people then they need to hire the right people for the job it can't be the 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 the, the, um, the worker that's the problem i don't believe that okay very nice so well zach i have a i have a much more important question to ask if i know that one was <laughs> Sorry Wait. that I go so down the, down the rabbit hole as well, because I'm, like, very no, this like, is, weird and big. This is a, a hard-hitting episode of yeah. the guess, and now I like it. the hardest of questions is now coming down the pipe. I know. This is this is a really difficult one. Um, you obviously have, have, you know, traveled in your in your time here in the wrestling industry. Well, he is from uh, The Rock, New York. He is from The Rock, New York. Um, so while you are doing the travels here, occasionally it's late at night, and you get hungry. And over a hill, we see a shining beacon. 
uh, of possible late-night food coming here. So that late-night beacon that you see, is that beacon a sheet, or is that beacon a Wawa? It's an easy question to answer. That is a Wawa. Yes. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> I knew I liked you, Saeed. <laughs> I'm a Wawa's guy. Good. Now, have you have you been to a sheet? Never been to a sheet. Okay, well, then that's, that's a, so even better. He's never been sullied by that then filth. Then, Your Honor, I would like to, I'd like to say that the the witness is not a reliable one in this instance because he's never he does not have the comparison point. No, case dismissed. Wawa's the best. Sheets can suck my ass. All right, you can, All right so you can have that. What is sheets? What is sheets though? To be it's, to educate me, please it's, educate. It's like it, it's it's like Wawa but better. No, it's it's the it's the McDonald's Burger King equivalent. Right. It's, the, the, it's the up north uh, competitor of Wawa, and Chad okay, stands okay. firm in his foolish beliefs that Sheets is superior, which is just nostalgia talking. Team Sheets and, uh, f- 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 for life. And uh, we here, the the enlightened few here, uh, enjoy Wawa and their goddamn gobblers, which are available now. I, okay, Wawa, I, please sponsor the show. I got to admit, uh, the, the gobbler Wawa does. Is the, amazing. the gobbler does sound amazing. I it is. Seen, a, next week, I'm bringing you one. That would be amazing. I'm bringing I will, you one. I will gladly take that and eat it. Don't think I won't. So, uh, so there's that. Okay. Those Wawa hoagies are uh, after shows, man. Nothing like Wawa. Exactly. They're now, here's actually here's a better question. What's better, Wawa hoagie or public sub? Oh, that is a good question. I uh, I like my. Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I love, I've had a in a while. Of all the you know, questions Wawa, we asked. Wawa's is open late and you know, 24-7 and all. So I respect them off of that. Like, I respect their hustle. They're there for me. So I got to respect them. there for me no matter what. So Zach Romero, it has been quite a while, and you have not asked the final two questions in a bit. I hope you can remember your own questions that you have I certainly hope so. I've only been saying them for four years now. Yeah, no, uh, right. So, Saeev... With the wonderful performance art that we're all fans of here, unfortunately, and as you pointed out, with the sacrifices that people make and the the hard life that being a professional wrestler can uh, entail, we lose a lot of talent early uh, before their time. And so with that said, if you could work with, talk to, see in person one more time, any wrestler who is no longer alive, who would it be and why? Owen, a uh, matter of circumstance, and I would have really liked to know what all of our lives would have been like. I don't know, I just feel something. I, I grew up watching this for a long time, and I was just a matter of circumstance, too, you know, just a family and all that. So, Owen. Good choice. Excellent. And uh, and now our, our final question here. Saif, we here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Uh, rhinos, the horn, giraffes, the long neck, etc., etc. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools so with that said, Saeed al-Sabah, if you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon do you use? Uh, this is why you guys 
gonna pick up crazy. Oh, if you've uh, heard some of our previous answers, I bet you you're wrong. Uh, we've had some we've had some weird answers in the we've past. We've had some doozies of answers, so yeah. you may not be able to shock us as much as you might think. Uh, I'd probably say, and this is just how like this is just me trying like, just trying to really sound cool, more or less. Cause I don't know if I'd really be in this situation. I'd probably say uh, an ant in my foot, um, but uh, a lion in my mind. Okay. But really, I'd probably say an ant in my shoe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think the one that's still shocked to this day is uh, Chikara manager Sidney Bacabella, who uh, wanted to fight kitten, a kitten with a tack hammer. Because he always books himself calm. Yeah, so. Oh my. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> that's what we said, too. So, uh. so uh, saying if this is the part in the episode that we have officially gotten permission from one Mr. Brian Cage to lovingly call... Interestingly enough, this works out nicely for yeah. this gentleman. Get your shit in. So if you could please let everybody know where they can find you on social media, where they might be able to get any merchandise, things like that. Sir, the floor is yours. Um, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook as my name, Saeed Al-Sabah. Uh, S-A-I-E-V-E. Uh, A-L-S-A-A-B-H. And I'm on Instagram, X-Day. X-T-H-Day. And the same on Twitter. And merchandise is coming really soon. Um, real soon you'll know about it. And like I said, we're not really about, um, you know, you'll find us when you need to find us. You don't got to go and look and search for us. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. We're trying to change the world. So that's my shit. Very nice. Well, say so feel free to end every promo you cut with. That's my shit. That's my shit. That's a good. Oh, that's you good know, I did have one other question for. I did have one oh, last Jesus. question uh, because he did indeed train with the Dudley Boys. Yes, uh, and much like as we have learned with when people, when Dusty Rhodes comes up, uh, usually when Bubba Ray Dudley comes up, everybody has an imitation of Bubba Ray yeah, Dudley. Do you do a, an impression of Bubba Ray? Do you do Bubba's voice? I do not touch stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man probably dodge that one. So, well, that in that interest, everybody, uh, thank you once again, uh, Saeed, for being on the episode with us today. And for all of our dozens and dozens, thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, as always, I'm Chad Allen. I am Zach Romero. And for our lovely ladies who are not here with us, we always say, deuces.